Welcome to Wise Women Speak with Linda Pritcher and Lana Bastianucci, where we give voice to the wisdom in women. Hi, Linda. Hi, Lana. How are you today? I'm feeling really great. How about you? you? Yeah. I'm trying to sort of tap into how I'm feeling right now. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes that's okay. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're here in studio today, and we're actually going to talk to each other today about something that comes up not only in our own lives, but the lives of our clients, the lives of our friends, the lives of, lives of our families. Um, and that's the idea of you know, you get really busy with whatever projects, activities you're involved in, and it seems like life is alive in you, and you're so excited, and you're so in it, and you seem to be riding this high, and then everything kind of completes, finishes, and you're left with this empty space, and you think something's wrong, or you, you feel like you're flatlined, or yeah, you like just, you have to fix it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know you wrote a beautiful blog about this, and I'd love to hear what you wrote, because a lot of it was in response to a client that you had. Yeah. And, and then let's just reflect on what, what you read. Oh, that's a great idea. Thanks, Lana. I'll be happy to do that. <laughs> just pull it yeah, right up I'd, there. I'll pull it right up here from my phone. So it's titled, In a Game of Rock, Stick, and River, you can choose. So recently I attended a four-day professional training, one of many I attend where I have the opportunity to deepen my understanding of how the mind works, enriching my experience of life and helping my clients do the same so they can create what they want in the world with a greater sense of grace and ease. As I watched the coaching demonstrations and followed questions, answers, and lively discussions, a theme emerged for me. It was how often people seem to struggle and suffer in the gap between where they are and where they think they should be. Life lived versus life expected. Countless times I've seen clients take huge strides in creating what they want, only to say to me they think they should be further ahead, have accomplished more, progressed faster. Midstream in a great flow, they've thrown a stick into their river to measure how fast it's moving getting out of the flow to measure against an expectation, an expectation they've created. Would that be you? It's certainly been me. Everything I've ever left incomplete or undone, and there have been some big things, has been because I judged my progress, my accomplishments, or even my dream, a made-up measuring stick of expectation. I took myself out of the game, out of the flow, and use that stick to prove that I wasn't measuring up. Are you doing that? Are you critiquing yourself against a standard of expectation, the one that you created? Who said you should be farther ahead or more successful at what you are doing? I'd suggest it's you, 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 in the same way it was me, 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 not your third grade teacher, your parents, your peers, or your ex. The gap between how it is and how you think it should be is quite simply composed of thought. It's thinking going on in you, in your mind. That gap is composed of insecure thinking posing as truth. And what happens when that insecure thinking of expectation is believed is a wave effect that stings your eyes and blinds you to everything that is true. Your potential and all possibility for things not seen and done is in the flow of your river. So drop that stick and jump back in. 
instead of expectations and obstacles, create momentum and live in possibility. That only occurs when you're in the flow. Today I can see that when I'm struggling in that gap, I've stepped out of the river and grasped the judgment stick of insecure thinking. I can hold on to that stick as long as I like, or let it go and jump back in the river. Which experience do you want? I've chosen mine. Remember to take a peek upstream, reminding yourself of where you've been. Enjoy the creation of getting there, getting wet in the flow, because it's really everything. Expectation is an obstacle, and you're the river. In a game of rock, stick, and river, you can choose. I know what I'd do. Jump. Wow. That's, there's a lot there. There is a lot there, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm thinking sometimes I'm in the stick, sometimes I'm in the water, and yes. sometimes I'm the rock. <laughs> That's right. But the flow. Yeah, the flow is, is always, where it's at. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And it's so interesting how we can choose. We don't think we can choose. Mm -hmm. We think it's fixed. Mm -hmm. We think all the players are fixed in our space, but they're really not. There's choice. But you know what's interesting? It's sometimes you get so stuck um, kind of hanging on to those expectations or that insecure thinking that you, you really don't think it's thinking. You yeah. really think this is telling you something true yeah. about your situation. And you get bogged down. And I remember I, I heard, um, you know, George Pransky. Yeah. He was once taught, he, George Pransky, for those who don't know, he's an amazing writer and a psychologist. And um, he was talking to a client about <laughs> the client had expectations about writing a book and how it should have been written by now and what's wrong with him. And he had a lot of insecure thinking about this. And George kind of, he has a very sort of Columbo <laughs> type style. He does. Yeah. And, uh, That's a great description, Yeah, Lana. he does, doesn't he? I don't know how he'd feel about it, but... Um, I think it's great. Well, <laughs> let's not tell him. Um, well, he kind of sat back and looked at, at his client and he said, well, maybe you're just overestimating or underestimating how long it takes to write a book. <laughs> and the client's like, oh, I never thought of it thought that way. That. You know, yeah. he had his expectations and, and <laughs> everything needed to fit within those expectations. Otherwise, it was wrong. Yeah. Or he was wrong. And how limiting that is, isn't it? Yeah. And expectations are composed of thought. Mm -hmm. It's something that we created. We created the expectations ourselves. Yeah. And it's not truth. No. And do you ever have that situation? I know this has happened to me. It's probably a little bit of a pattern for me where I, if I complete something or I accomplish something, I, I almost dismiss it as, oh, well, that was, you know. That's nothing. That's, yeah. you know, as if it's, it's not worthy in its own right, or it wasn't something that I created or did, and I should be like pleased with it. It almost seems like an afterthought. Yeah, well, anybody, whatever, you know, dismissed. Yeah. Judgment. That's when that judgment, judgment. that stick of expectation and judgment. Mm -hmm. Very judgy. That's right. <laughs> Maybe that's two sticks. I'm I'm the Judge Judy of <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it doesn't it doesn't get me anywhere because it it also puts me in 
insecure thinking about myself or what I'm doing or how I'm creating my life or my work or whatever. It's a really, it's a losing cause. It is a losing cause. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to, to address Mm -hmm. that it's, it's a misunderstanding of how our experience is being created. Mm -hmm. And that if we see that we're just making these things up innocently, right? Mm -hmm. The expectation piece, um, then we can more readily just be in the river, just doing what we're here here to do, doing the things that we love, creating things without the judgment and without the expectation. Without the expectation, imagine what you could do if that weren't always the stick that you were beating yourself up with. You'd have so much more freedom. Yeah, so much more. To just be in play. Yeah. You know what the paradox is, though? And and people don't like hearing this, but (laughs) the paradox is... I'm all ears, Lana. Okay. (laughs) To me, the paradox is you're not going to be aware that it's thinking until you're aware that it's thinking. But you have a greater chance of of coming of of being on to yourself if you're even aware that that's how this thing works. Yeah. That's how all of this works through thought. Yeah, the mechanics piece. Yeah, right? which is true for everyone. Yeah, the how how it all works, how we experience life. Yeah, all through thought. Yeah, instead of the the what and the why. Mm, tell me a little bit about that. Just a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, we get we get caught up in the um, in the details, mm-hmm. in the content, mm-hmm. like the content of our thinking. So that gets us lost very frequently, and then we have programming going on, like the things that you've heard. Like I was addressing in the in the the writing about, you know, it's thinking it's your parents or your ex or your third grade teacher, the accumulation of all of those things that you've taken as truth, and then they kind of get rolled up. And that's your programming. Yeah, your conditioning. Yeah, your, it's conditioning. How you're conditioned yeah. to think. And that can be society too. It's yeah. not just your immediate family or immediate people around you. It's how society sees things. Yeah. And it's got this invisible pull on us. And unless we become aware of it, we're, we're oblivious and we get stuck Sticking with the stick. Yeah. <laughs> Returning to the metaphor. Yes. Yes. I thought I'd circle yeah, around. but it's in the how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The how it works. That's where freedom lies, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And we understand how we're really creating our experience, that, that actually it's a process going on in us. Mm-hmm. It's not external. It's not we're not reacting to the external circumstances, even though it appears like that. Yeah, it does appear like that. But we all have access to that creativity. That, and, yeah. and we know it when we're in it. Yeah. You know that feeling of that, what I said in the beginning, that aliveness, that when we're in that flow and that creativity, oh my God. I mean, it just seems so anything natural. Anything is possible. Yeah, yeah, anything's possible. It's natural. Time, you don't notice time. You're just in the moment. You're present to everything. Yeah. And that's when we do feel most alive. Yeah. And the only thing that blocks that is when we pick up the stick and the expectations and the thinking, the extraneous thinking that tells us 
it should be another way or we're not good enough or, you know, we should be accomplishing more. That pulls us out. Yeah. That's the conditioning piece. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Or the programming, like it should have looked like this, you know, that judgy piece. So stay in the river, folks. Yeah. It's so much, um, it's a much, much better place to be staying in the flow and the in the aliveness that everyone, every human has experience. Yeah. Even in small ways, it can be just the smallest thing that you do where you've experienced being clear and in the moment and full of aliveness. Mm-hmm. And that can expand. Yeah. When you lift the stick. Yeah. And don't worry if you've got a firm grasp on the <laughs> stick, you know, sometimes that happens. Yeah. It's just life. Yeah. Because eventually the river will take over for yeah. you. It always does. Yeah. We just don't appreciate sometimes that it does. We yeah. don't see it, but it always does. Yeah. It's there. Especially when you jump. Thanks, Linda. Thanks, Lana. This has been fun. Yep. Great exploration. Fabulous. See you soon. See you soon. Bye. You've been listening to Wise Women Speak. If you'd like to hear more, please go to wisewomenspeakpodcast.com or find us on iTunes.